Welcome to the Mystic Mindcast. Today's episode of the H Word. I'm your host, Michelle. In today's episode, we're going to talk about a few things. So, first of all, what is the H Word? If you're an entrepreneur, this is for you. If you're someone that works a nine to five job, this is for you. If you're doing anything to get ahead in life, this series is for you. So, today, we want to talk about how I got into it, how I started. Just kind of a personal get to know me background. I got some, I got a couple of more excellent episodes coming your way, but for this one, we're going to be a little bit more transparent on my side. Stay tuned. So where did it all begin? Well, I got to be honest. I got to go back way back. We're talking lemonade stands, like for real. So literally, literally, when I was a kid, I started this uh, lemonade machine, or lemonade stand. You know, you watch a few cartoons here and there, you get ideas, and like, well, I can make money from this. And so, I did. <laughs> I, I literally did. So I would, I would go to like the, the sidewalk on the drive, or near the driveway, I think it was, and I would... I only did this a couple of times, but um, instead of lemonade, I did freaking ice pops. Like, you know, literally you put this uh, stick in the ice, in the ice cube thing and put it in the freezer, you know, for a good hour and you got ice pops. It's was the easiest thing, actually. Besides actual lemonade, I think I did that for a little bit. I had, like, I had actually both options. So if somebody wanted to get the ice pop, they could, and if they, somebody wanted to get the, you know, cup of Kool-Aid, which is what I sold, then they would get that. And it was like 25 cents or something like that. I think I sold it for 25 cents, because that would not support me <laughs> at all by any 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 standard, uh, at least not here in the U.S. It just 25 cents doesn't take you. Nearly as far as it used to. Now, yeah, back then, 25 cents, uh, you could call somebody for a good hour before you had to put another 25 cents in there. But going back to how I started this, well, how I started my hustle, and I'm going to talk about how I started my hustle and how it pertains to the day in the life of me and how basically develop a portfolio life a portfolio lifestyle which is if you don't know what that means that basically means if you look at your life uh especially if you're a zoomer or millennial uh how our lives are not just one job or one career anymore because those days are gone but you know some people are still some people still do that is it's a normal model but People still do it, but it's just so uncommon these days where you're doing, you're you're gonna be doing like several different jobs in your lifetime. You're gonna, you may even get two or three degrees to, depending on what, what your life choices take you, because that could take you anywhere. It's like I wanted to be a doctor, but really, I really wanted to do something like you know, work as a vet or, you know go into accounting or something like that I mean, not not me personally but I'm just saying people have a lot of choices these days it's not just I'm locked into the job for 50 years and like I said all people do it it's becoming more and more uncommon so what we have what I have discovered in my life is the portfolio life and portfolio portfolio if if you're familiar like say if you're in the stocks you can have a diverse portfolio of, of stocks and investments and it's just various various uh i guess you can call it like segments and in your life uh, that make you money whether it's active passive whether it's entrepreneurship whether you're whether you're doing the nine to five it's it's all a part of that portfolio life. So how did I, I, I guess I had an epiphany and I, I can't even remember what I watched, but this, uh, 
the speaker was talking about, you know, this is a portfolio lifestyle. Like you're doing, like you could doing one thing one day, and then you're doing something, something else another day. It's it's basically what we as humans were designed. It's like instead of doing one two things your whole life, you're doing many things, and that makes up what what you do. It doesn't necessarily mean that's who you are, but it's you know certainly part of you for sure. I'll give you a case in point example is that. Um, for me, uh, in my portfolio life, so I, I'm a Navy reservist, so I do that. And I've been doing that for a good, well, since 2010. And so over, well, yeah, 12 years, about 12 years I've been doing that. So that's kind of like something on the side, right? It's part-time. It's not all the time. Uh, besides the fact that, you know, several months ago we were doing a 15 month support but that was that was totally different that, that's never happened before and yeah that was a first so but otherwise it's it's part time it's you know the one weekend a month two weeks a year deal and prior to covid i was working for a car rental company and i was doing that so that's two things right there but there wasn't everything right cuz obviously uh some Sometime along the way, I got into photography. So, so I added that to my portfolio life. So, photography, I work in the car rental place, and they reserve. And there's, of course, there's other things in the background going on. Um, eventually, I got into crypto, and eventually, I got into uh, mutual mutual funds and that sort of thing. So, that's all of those things are contributing. They are, as I like to. As I like to call it, the hustle. The hustle is what we have in the background, sometimes actively, sometimes passively, that contribute to our cause, our progression to make money, or what have you, in this, you know, in this, in this professional life. I guess you can, yeah, you can call it professional life. It's a professional self, right? But you have different hats. Um, some people, it's more prevalent. Some people have, you know, the one main hat and they do something else on the side. They may have an OnlyFans. That's that's portfolio life. That's it all. It all is part of the hustle. The day in the life of you, the portfolio lifestyle that makes up what you do to make the green stuff, the money or digital currency, whatever. But it's there that's that's life that's what we live in and in my next podcast i'd like to give you some facts and figures more so like how now this is the one generation that we'll have you know zoomers uh uh zoomers uh, millennials xers and 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 boomers all in the same working place and i know because i've been there i've seen it i'm like man i'm in charge of all of this stuff it's crazy as a millennial and and it's like that's how it is you're gonna have younger people like in charge of older people is it was kind of weird like when i when i was first doing it like when i was i mean i didn't have a choice it was like I'm, i'm in this position i'm here i'm doing this and i gotta tell these guys what to do um in a lot of cases oh yeah male female all kinds of races it's it was it was like an eye opener because i knew that i know this is like as i get older that's that's what it's going to happen if i worked a 9 to 5 some corporate corporation or whatever you're going to have these essentially people like fresh out of high school fresh out of college they're going to be in charge they're going to be running stuff and it's it's really interesting to see how like we've you know how far we've come and yet and i got i got i got news for you because in in my next episode i'm gonna talk about this lie right the lie of the american dream or rather the the replacement of what has what was a dream is now something totally different but that's 
again, that's a new, that's another episode. That's gonna be that's gonna be really really um, more in depth podcast than I'd say this one is because this one's more about how I got into it, how I started. You know, the things that I learned along the way, and of course, I have to address the elephant in the room. But as I said, you know, the portfolio life is various segments. Very So it's not just one. Not just one thing. Could be two things. Could be three. You could have multiple things. The thing is, though, because we have so many options, that that's a reality for a lot of us. Especially if you're a millennial or a Gen Zer, this is what it is. <laughs> we live in this life, like especially now, more than ever, more than ever, you are gonna have to do various things to make up, to survive, to sustain, to maintain, to to get ahead. Because I honestly, like, when I look at it, like. My mom was raising us up, raising me, and I was like, this is the 80s, right? And there is, if I recall correctly, there's a, there was some kind of inflation um, for gas in the, in the late 70s, and I think that also affected the early 80s. So when I look back, I'm like, man, I don't know how my mom uh, raised, you know, like, she wasn't alone, but, you know, my father was there, but she did much of the work, though. I, I do remember that, and I just, when I look at today, I'm like, man, I live, I, I live the single life. I live with roommates because it's impossible. Well, I wouldn't even say it's impossible, but I would say it's it's financially ridiculous to live by yourself in Hawaii. The only way you can really do it is we find a good deal, like a, some kind of like room in a house, studio situation. That is the only way. Otherwise, it's like, man. I mean, I don't mind roommates. I, I actually, I, so far, I've had pretty good roommates, and you know, every so often, stuff goes down. You know, you have you have those ones or twos along the way that just like it just. Why do I have roommates? But I mean, I I appreciate it really. So that's that's really I would say the most financially sound way to uh, go about living in Hawaii. Of all places, has one of the most highest costs of living in the nation. Uh, not behind San Francisco or New York in many cases, but. It is one of the top three or five high cost of living in the United States. And so getting back to how my mom, right? Like I, when I think about like, if I was to raise a family, I, you know, and I know families, I know families that live here and, and they've been, the stories they tell me, it's just like, wow, man. So you got a house and all this stuff, and granted, they probably got a house they might have inherited, who knows, but buying a house is, is another story altogether. You're going to be paying at least, at least a meal to buy a house in Hawaii. It's extremely expensive to buy any kind of house, even if it was like a little shack for a million dollars. It's crazy. You could buy like several houses like that on the mainland, because it's that's <laughs> have less. It's crazy though. Like the market value is just like it's ridiculous here. It is that one thing that can separate you from buying a house ever, or just simply renting one. And I know there's there's pros and cons to both. I'm not gonna really get into that today, but that's one of those things. It's even more crazy is when I have a friend that's talking about buying a house. And I'll just tell you a little bit about my opinion on buying a house. Unless you're buying two houses, it's not going to be worth it. Unless you're buying three houses, it's not worth it. 
when I, what I mean when I say that is if you buy a house, you're locked into that thing for for the foreseeable future. So if you're thinking about, say, I, I want to go to such and such company, you know, country to, you know, whatever, camp out, live there for a little bit, you still have this overarching debt here in the United States. It's like, yo, you, you owe money on this thing, you know, pay up. Like, unless you're making that kind of money, you're not going to pay that thing off. I mean, most people, let's just be honest, let's be frank. Most people are not going to be able to pay the house off, in, you know, before 15 or 30 years, depending on what it, what kind of deal you got. The mortgage is going to be that one thing. Mortgage means death grip in, in what is it, Greek? It's a very old word, mortgage, mortgage. Ironic, right? And that death grip is going to take, you know, it's going to take you to the grave if, you know, if you're not making that kind of money, if you're not in the hustle like that. So one of my friends, she's like, I want to get a house. You know, I, I, I'm not going to dash anybody's dreams or anything like that. I mean, she's a good friend of mine. And I just, I didn't really say anything. But what I told her, you know, what I, what I think in my mind is like, you know, if you buy a house, you're going you're gonna to be, that's something you're going to be involved in for essentially the rest of your life. And like I said, unless you're making that kind of money. And then like, I just, I can't imagine it. Like, you know, enough debt is enough debt, right? You know, get school loans and stuff like that. And I don't even want to talk about that right now. So many people are stuck in school loans for much of their life. They're just now, it's like, is there a job? you can do that can you know make a difference because let's be honest inflation is not it's not getting better let's put it that way it is just not yeah gas is going up food's going up everything is going up essentially and thankfully the rent hasn't gone up yet but just keep that in mind that has and that is happening and uh, it's only inevitable, unfortunately, that it will. I mean, we have a good landlord and everything. And, and so I do appreciate that. I've had not so good landlords. I've had horrible managers of, of the house. Just like, they didn't, they didn't give a shit. It's just like, yo, we're going to raise the rents. And they, they're supposed to give you like at least a 30 or 60 day warning, right? Which they did. They were, they told us so when they rewrote the lease and everything, and it was like, oh yeah, rent's going up like $200. I mean, if you got roommates, it's you split it up three ways, it's much more easier to manage. But yeah, by yourself, it's just yeah, that's uh, what, how, how, what, what percentage is that? That's, that's a lot. It is quite a bit. And that's going to eat a hole in your wallet and your bank account and all your money and savings, all that stuff. But that is not what I'm here to talk about. I'm talking about, I want to talk about, get back to how I got into the hustle. You know, I kind of jumped all over the place here, but it's just give you a, a backstory. It's just tell you all these little things that goes into our portfolio life, this hustle we we do on a daily basis. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I'm like the biggest hustler in the world. Like, no, I'm not. In fact, a couple of months ago, a few months ago, I was questioning myself, like, you know, why? You know, what is the hustle? Could I do more? Like, some people are like, they're really, really good at it. Like, they just like, you know, like, okay, so case in point, photography, for example. Okay, so you know how people say. Uh, it's not about the pretty pictures. It's not about, you know, all that time you put in the edits. And I, I get that perspective. But then the art side of me is saying, well, no, 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 no. It is about the art. It is about the pretty pictures. And my business mind is like, yeah, but, you know, I'm maybe I'm not that experienced. But I still think that I should put more, you know, some importance into the art. 
and that's because that's me as an artist and a photographer that's what i do but the business side is like you know um maybe because maybe you should consider this guy over here he's got this you know i i don't want to say i'm not gonna say any names i don't i don't know names anyways off the top of my head but you have this guy over here he's he's got a photography business right he's he's uh he's doing pretty well at least, at least it appears that way and some people are just really good at selling their business but their work is not as good you know like it, it just blows my mind because that's that's their hustle man they they can hustle like they do they're really good at business they're just not so good at the art part but they're blowing it away in the business department and and people buy it i see people be, buy it all the time it's like damn man i can do a way better headshot than that and these guys have been in business for like what years we're having a hard time building a business because i'm conflicted like i want to do a great job but i also want to take forever and you know into my you know time and and time is money and all this and so it's like what dude what does one do and that's why i was sitting there questioning myself like man i don't know about hustling obviously there's more I can do because if it works for other people, then I can do it. But I have conflicted a certain way because I'm an I'm an artist, I'm a photographer. I don't want to put up, you know, I don't know what you call it, uh, mediocre work. I don't want to do that. I'm not, you know, I'm not freaking. I don't want to be the Nothing against Walmart, but I don't want to be the Walmart of photography. I want to be the freaking Louis Vuitton of photography. I want to be luxurious. And not so, like, super, super uber luxurious, where, but boutique. Like, I want to be the boutique, boutique of the boutique shop of photography. Like, it's personal. It's not corporate. It's not, you know, and this this is what i call the elephant in the room because at least for me most people a lot of people don't even know i'm a photographer um people ask all the time or i've been putting out more and more but i feel like again could i do more could i put my name out there more obviously yes but then there's that those people too it's like you know, they sell themselves or they sell themselves or whatever they do it's so so many times they become that person that knowing it's like no man i'm not interested please stop talking you know what i'm saying like it's it's because i've been there it's like i don't want to be that annoying salesperson because and i'll tell you i know i'm jumping around i'm jumping around all over the place here but so this is this is part of my background even though I, I skipped like everything like in between but after after getting out of military and you know finding a job looking for a job or anything that would get me money because i was like here in hawaii it was my first year literally within my first six months being here i realized how difficult and challenging it it was to stay afloat, make money. It, it one, it's expensive out here. There's the the paradise tax, I like to call it. Some people like to call it that, the paradise tax. It's overly expensive. Everything is expensive. More expensive than the mainland. More expensive, yeah. If you think it's that cheap, keep going. It is not. But it is doable, and I have thus far been able to not only survive but sustain and maintain as well as find ways to get ahead find ways to invest in the future find ways to invest in certain assets that sort of thing and i have done all of those things but going back like i said i apologize for jumping all over the place but this is i'm i'm, I'm really excited I'm excited in a way where I can tell you my story and, and and hopefully that someone that is going through a similar ordeal and or experience that they can 
they can learn and gain some insight from this because I had nobody to tell me this. I mean, yeah, there were different networking groups, that sort of thing, that were a great help. Don't get me wrong. But as somebody, you know, growing up here, or not growing up here, but coming here, being on the island for my first year, <laughs> it was like nobody was there to tell you this is how it works. I had to, I had to figure that part out myself. And it just so happens one of those things was this uh, financial insurance. Uh, again, I don't really understand or I don't really get what I was selling. I, it was life insurance or was it financial insurance? I have no idea anymore. But anyways, it was one of those things I could make money. I was like, okay, okay. I was doing the, the Cutco thing. And at that time, that was my portfolio. That was my hustle. I was making money from that. Whatever money I could make, you know, besides being on unemployment. And even to me, I wouldn't say that's a hustle because you get paid to do nothing. But you get paid because uh, you contributed to the system. And I did. I, I did four years in military got out get out of get out of the military then decided to stick around i was eligible for unemployment because i worked the whole time and i just my contract ended i wanted to get out i was done so i would do certain things like um at the time and in, in my portfolio life in a day in a life of me the hustle, I was doing a few things. I was doing cut code. I'd set up these sessions with people that I had to call cold calls. I, I knew nobody. I knew a few people uh, when I got out. And that was just like people from my command, my ship, my division, and some friends of uh, friends of them. And I just kept going until I couldn't go no more. I just, I got to a certain point and some people were really good. Some people were really good at cold calling and meeting people on the streets. Like, hey, hey, you know, how's it going? You want to, you know, are you interested in some knives? That kind of thing. Some people are really, really good at that hustle. And I just, I never was. I never was. I mean, it's not for everybody to do everything. Everybody has to figure out how to hustle in their own way. And I figured out how to do mine for the most part. <laughs> the other thing I was doing besides that, and this is the, the controversial thing that I, I you know, I don't want to be that guy. But the guy that I was working with is like, we're going to do a drop-by, stop-by. He would say it just like that. Cool guy. Cool old Chinese guy. But, you know, the tactics. I, I really didn't care for it. That's what turned me off. I was like, we stopped by. Um, so one of my supervisors in my division while I was in the Navy. We stopped by there and I was like so I, I gave them like names of like people I didn't really care for. I didn't really like okay, whatever. I didn't give them like my closest friends and that sort of thing. Like because I'm like I'm not I'm not totally on board. I don't know what you guys are selling exactly. I mean financial insurance okay that's, we can do that. I mean I can talk about that. Right? The only thing is is the approach these drop by stop bys yeah we're just gonna drop by without calling like why would you do that I, that's the thing that turned me off like if I stop by somebody's house and granted I knew them but not like we're not like close friends but yeah I know them you know it's my supervisor kind of thing or we're co-workers you know at the time we literally go there and uh, we drop by, stop by. You're like, what the? F- <laughs> you wouldn't call him or anything. We're just like, hey, how you? It's like, and then the dude's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I had to explain, or rather, have him explain. It was like I'm. He's like using me as bait. That's what I feel like to like get through to these people like yo doing this uh, I got this financial insurance for selling he's he's helping facilitate and oh my god so that was my first 
that was like my, my first foray into direct sales and it just did not it didn't yeah I I, I I got out of it not too long after that I just didn't feel it everything else was great up to that point you know networking meeting people getting to know like you know what, what this actual thing we're actually selling is or these different meetings we had like we had it once a week and um I remember like damn you know it's crazy all this stuff that we did or we do like in the past to sometimes survive in my case because I was like in survival mode I was just like man and besides that um I started working security so that was also part of the hustle and you know staying afloat you know paying rent and all that stuff and that was the most roughest year actually and in any time that I've been alive that was one of the rougher years because it's like I'm by myself I have I don't have the support of my family out here so you have I had all these things had all these little these forces but it wasn't impossible it was just like it was just very challenging you know working 10 hour days as a security guard in these hard ass shoes and had to wear a suit and everything it wasn't bad starting off but you know as time went on it became more of annoyance you know, I'm getting older so I'm getting all these different like sore elements it's just like wow that was part of it it was part of the hustle and then eventually came Amway I did that for a little bit I got much of my knowledge most much of my networking uh, skills I improved upon at least during that time and and then also direct sales again and I literally one of these times went down to the beach with one of my friends and we were selling freaking energy drinks out of my trunk literally just so I was like man I gotta make this business work <laughs> I mean the model is great and everything. You sell the families. That's ideally you sell the families of people that, you know, looking to buy something and use it or either resell it to somebody else. And one of the, the great things that I liked personally was the energy drinks. The energy drinks that they sell excess. And I would say that excess was one of my favorite products because I was personally into it. And well, they had—I mean, they have a lot of other good stuff, but like detergent, that's actually one of their brands. Like, I can't remember the name right now, but they make detergents, they make different like uh, different cleanings, uh, cleaning materials, stuff like that. And um, and so I had—I actually I loved the detergent. It was it was fairly—I wouldn't say it was cheap wasn't the cheapest by any means this place is not cheap was which was kind of annoying because it's like you buy this stuff you buy it at wholesale or retail i don't know it was expensive i felt like it was more retail than wholesale to be honest but and then you'd have to sell it but you have to if you're direct selling this stuff you either gotta you gotta create some kind of markup and that was challenging because cause I'm trying to pay, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to make money from this. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm finding like finding it harder and harder to make money because you have to sell everything in cases. You have to sell everything in bulk basically to other people, which some people can really make it work. And obviously if, if you've been doing this for a while, Amway or anything that's direct sales, then you're good at selling something, but it's it maybe not something that most people can actually buy because much like myself I'm kind of in the same situation like I'm just trying to survive dude I, I I can barely buy a case of energy drinks and then resell it and make money from it it's not like I have a storefront you know what I'm saying like and I'm not trying to make excuses and all this but if you look at it from my perspective at that time, I was like, man, I'm just trying to keep my head above water. 
it's it's a wonder that I actually could afford to buy extra things and try to resell it. You know, this is all while I was getting out. So it was like it's it, it blows my mind though. And that's one of the reasons why I got out of Amway because I'm like, I'm not making money here. If I'm not making money, I'm losing money. If I'm losing money and I'm barely surviving, barely sustaining, then something is not right. And I tried. I really honestly tried. And I wouldn't say I, you know, balls to wall, maybe because I just wasn't fully all in. I, I could be honest and say that I wasn't fully all in, but you know, some people were like, but even though people are fully in, they're like, and I'm looking at them like, man, you're not making money either. We're all on the same page. Like, I mean, obviously, if you have a big group, so the whole point of Amway and like places like Amway is you have to develop a group and those groups can contain families or whatever underneath you and they're they're basically doing the same thing they're selling to their groups and their groups are selling to their other groups and that's how it's supposed to work it's not supposed to be like you know i buy a case and i try to sell it on the street or something like that i mean that's how i tried to make it work though even though even if that was not you know the intent it was my hustle it worked for me somewhat but finding somebody like finding a a group or a family like that was extra difficult I mean I again I it was my first year being here on island I knew nobody the only people that I knew were the people that I worked with in the military and then eventually security but even then it was like everybody is like we're at the same level here of we're just trying to make it we're just some people got two jobs i like i'm i got one job and i do some other things on the side that's kind of like my thing right now so i eventually left them way behind i you know, the meetings are great, the books were awesome, you know, everything, the camaraderie, the networking, I learned a lot of that stuff from doing that, and so, why I don't consider it a total loss, I consider it a positive, it was a great use of time, I, I learned a lot of things, even if the selling didn't work for me, personally, I made use of something I could do and I, I did things that even if they were unorthodox that worked for me because everything is not for everyone <laughs> you learn that you either learn it the easy way you learn it the hard way and so one of those things yet another item in the portfolio lifestyle of me that actually we the, the, the business part of it was a failure, but everything else was was great. I still apply it to this day, in fact. But coming back to the elephant in the room, it's not to say that, you know, it's going to make my life easier if I'm having conflicts with myself in the art universe and the business universe. Because, again, it comes back to business versus the art art versus the business and then the balance between the two because I don't want to be the guy that sells shitty art very well you know what I'm saying Like, I, I, I get it some people in the business realm that's, that's their thing it's like I'm gonna sell I'm gonna sell the shit out of my shittiest work and hell they may even think it's the greatest thing on earth they, they may think my photography is the best photography and I guess that's how you have to market yourself to people that's gonna buy it right it's like, I have the best <laughs> you know what I'm saying like clearly that's not the case but for the people they're selling it to for them that is the best I don't know like people are strange but that's how it is though in the business world that's 
you can sell the shittiest thing. Case in point, it happens all the time, every day. If you buy a shitty product from anybody, any company, any place, and they're obviously still making money, they're still in business. They're not. They're not losing money because you say, "Oh, it's a shitty product." Because people are still buying it. But I, I don't see. I'm just saying, for me personally, I, like if I'm talking about my hustle, I, I, I just highly conflict in selling myself short when it is indeed like if I if I look at my work and I know something is not like to the best I you know I just I don't feel good I don't feel right about it you know what I'm saying and so I get it man I look I get the hustle bro I get it but there's some certain things about it that I just can't get behind like, I mean, yeah, you, obviously you can hustle in such a way that you're sketch. You know, you're sketchy, right? And people do it every day. I'm not condoning that. I'm not encouraging that. I'm not promoting that, that sort of thing. That's the thing that turns me off hustling, I suppose, because I, I used to think about it as like, man, I'm just, I'm selling, selling, selling. I guess that's life, right? We sell ourselves in one way or another, whether we like it or not. You sell it yourself when you're trying to get in a relationship, right? You're selling your best assets, I would hope. And I would hope that's not a lie, because that's the thing, the thing that bothers me is to hustle a lie, you know? To sell something that's like, this is, this is not my best. I mean, it might be their best work. I mean, hell, if, you know, if their shitty photography is their best work, then kudos, you know? At least they're making money, I guess. But then that's the, that's the thing that bothers me. I know money. I know money is important. I know it's the very thing, the very thing that separates us from living on the streets or eating poorly, being out of shape, etc., etc. The list goes on. The thing that I want. The thing that's important to me is that it's not necessarily the money. I mean, yeah, the money is important. But it's not so important that I, I forget and I lose myself, that I'm selling myself short, that I'm selling a lie, that I'm selling a shitty product. I don't want to be about that. That's not the type of hustler that I want to be. And so, presently, and as I had discussed in my last podcast, is that I had some life changes come along and that's had and I had an epiphany. I eventually came to a point in my life in my time where I was just like, you know, as I'm looking for a job now, as I'm looking for a job, I'm doing like I'm thinking to myself, you know, could I really go back to it though? When I told you guys, I I worked, prior to the pandemic, I worked at a car rental place, right? That was my 9 to 5. I also did Navy Reserves. I also did photography. And whatever else, little things in the background, but for the most part, I did those three things to make money at any given time to hustle, right? But it became clear to me that what if this is just how I hustle from now on? What if I just drive, deliver food, you know, just I can do it on my own time and I don't got to worry about an actual boss. I don't got to worry about being somewhere early in the morning, waking up when I don't want to be there, going through traffic. And I just literally chill at home while everyone else is doing that. Everyone else is going in traffic, you know, racking their brains through rush hour. And it gets better. So from 15 months 
of saving up money, saving up investing, that sort of thing. I eventually paid for a long-term vacation because the hustle is simply about it's not simply about working a 9 to 5 it's not simply about actively doing something because I already put in the action I already did the 15 months I just needed to put the money to work and I'm just glad I'm just glad that I was able to do something because I proved to myself that I literally paid off paid for a long term staycation I'll call it not having to work not have to go into the office or anything like that not that I could anyway so I was looking for a job and nobody was hiring even though everybody is hiring it's crazy right so I am still unemployed to this day so just to give you some perspective here because I'm not going to tell you that all the money that I've you know been using is from that 15 months of saving money it's most of it is actually so from basically from October to now I have only received probably two unemployment checks think actually a total of three so that's only one week that's three weeks worth right three weeks worth and i've been virtually unemployed since october so that's november december january february now it's march that's five that's five months i've proven to myself that i can i put money away because not everybody has the opportunity to save money, so or invest for that matter. I did both of those things. I saved money and I invested in myself. I invested for the very first time in my life. Sometime throughout the the COVID time is when I decided I wanted to get more serious and invest. And so I did. And boy, did it pay off. Not nearly as much as I wanted, because again, it's my first real time doing it. So there's definitely a learning curve for investing mutual funds and crypto and that sort of thing. There is, there is. And it's something you're going to have to learn if you get into it. But I proved to myself because I had the opportunity to save up 15 months and put some money in the savings and all this stuff. And then when I lost my job, it wasn't, well, when my contract ended and I didn't get the job that they were like, oh yeah, we have this job here. You can go from the reserves to the the shipyard and all this stuff. That didn't happen by the way. But, um, so I had to lie on myself which I wasn't surprised and I was preparing for so I guess in you know in, in, in the scheme of things I was planning for everything from the beginning it wasn't like I was wasn't ready for it so then the hustle was on the hustle because like you know my contract's gonna end I may have a job I may not have a job but by the Last couple of months, I was like, yeah, that's probably this job's probably gonna happen. And not only that, I wasn't really sure I really wanted to do that job. So I planned for it. I actually literally in the back of my mind was already processing for this outcome. That's crazy. Because it wasn't like... Normally when I plan something out... Like actively plan something... I write it down... I put it... Like I type it up somewhere... Like, But in the back of my mind... This is all going on... It's like... For sure... We've been here already... We don't want to do this again... 
So when I got out of the Navy the first time is when life was rough. I knew exactly, so this actually makes sense that in the background, I was already preparing for this outcome because I've been here before. Now that I think about it, now that I think about it now, it's, it's, it's crazy, right? The hustle, bro, the hustle. Wow. So I guess my biggest thing is that I don't I don't want people to come out of this and be like, oh, I need to, I should be here, I should be there, and I, I highly have have these high expectations of themselves when they look at other people. It's like, man, that dude's you had his job for twenty five years. I'm like, yeah, that's so uncommon now. You're not gonna have a job for twenty five years and do just one thing anymore. It's like we live in a different world. It's a different life. It's you know, it's things are different. And so we got to be different. We got to, we got to, we got to adapt for the new future, the new future of the gig economy, the portfolio life. That's because that's how it is. We're going to be doing various things versus what people did back in the day was just that one thing, one or two things they did. And that's, that's what they depended on for income. We as millennials, especially as, as Gen Zers, we're going to be doing several things in our lifetime that's going to contribute to the hustle that's going to contribute to the portfolio lifestyle the day in the life of you I'm going to keep saying that because that's so true and it all rhymes <laughs> but but seriously it's like and look I know I've been there you know it's like man I'm, you know why isn't my photography business working you know as much as I like and maybe it'll never get to that you know it's my number one thing maybe that's just not how how it's gonna be until I start to do you know other things besides that to make up kind of the money or to so I'm not not making money because I if I can't solely depend on my photography business to support me that I obviously need to do something else that's going to so just bear in mind that you don't gotta have all the answers you just gotta have the answers when you need them <laughs> you know what I'm saying you're gonna be doing various things in your life to fill in those gaps this is how I see it and that's why I'm like that's how I've come to the point where I was like, damn, you know, I don't need to, I don't need the nine to five. The nine to five, more or less, just wastes my time. That's how I see it. Hey, props to anybody that does. I've been there, but I feel like if I can make more money, and I have, I've made two to three times more money in a lot of cases that I can do elsewhere doing other things versus you know wasting eight hours a day ten hours a day doing maybe this mundane thing that I just I don't care about then why not if you have the opportunity to get ahead in life to do more in less time why not why wouldn't you want to take that deal but not everybody has that opportunity. You know, everybody has to hustle their own, own way. Like I, like I said, I've done two jobs at one time, two or three jobs in some cases. That's something, I mean, the life gets hard when you're doing that sort of thing. And I trust, I know people. I know people that do it. But that's part of the hustle and it doesn't have to be the same the whole time. I would say, you know, look into progressing in such a way and learning new things because you're going to be learning new things along the way. I'm not going to lie to you and say that everything is just going to be handed to you. You're going to have to learn new skills in this new portfolio error. And uh, that's how you're going to progress. That's the only way you're going to progress. Otherwise, otherwise... Do a nine to five. It's much easier. 
it is it literally is that much easier just to do a nine to five job and they'll provide everything for you this guy Ty Turner on um, Flash Film Academy I watch him for business information and he stated this one thing you know I'm paraphrasing it but he stated that if you're in business you're in business but if you're not not everybody is cut out for it not everyone is cut out for the hustle and I'm not going to say it's easy for me I have found a better way for me yes and it has become easier for me because I understand that's the way that I can do it and I can feel great about it it may not be the best but it's good for me but he was stating that you know everyone isn't cut out for doing business everyone isn't cut out for the hustle if you can't stomach it there's always a 9 to 5 you know they'll they'll give you everything they'll supply everything you know on the, on the business aspect of it you, you pretty much have to do more work I'm not going to say it's easy it's not easy but that aspect I mean while that aspect of business is not easy I have found for me it is I feel better about it because I have more control over it it's not like oh I gotta spend 40 hours which even that's not common anymore in some places 40 hours a week doing this thing and I gotta wait two weeks to get paid so I decide you know what maybe this full time hustle will work but I mean I, I include the 9 to 5 as part of the hustle don't get me wrong I, I include that but I would say that's it's easier to do that it's easier to work a job that you have a boss and tell, they tell you what to do than to say I want to be my own boss that's essentially what I'm doing right now I'm, I'm being my own boss and whatever that's worth for me that's worth a lot because it keeps me from going hungry it keeps me from going homeless etc that's my hustle right now I've been driving delivering food and it works it freaking works and so I'm able to stay here much of the day and do whatever the hell I want virtually but that option's on the table so anyways don't feel like you need to be at a certain place in your life when you're not because I can tell you I've been up and down on that roller coaster ride you'll get there when you get there there's no need to rush I hope you have found some insight in my my hustle from then to now because in a way I kind of revisited a lot of things that I was I didn't really think about it and like man I had a, another re- revelation about myself that um yeah it's, it's crazy but so I hope anyone that listens to this can gain insight in their own way if they're in this same or a similar situation, especially now. Now that you know that the great resignation is happening, it's been happening for the past several months up to now. There's a lot of people that are sick and tired of doing the same shit they were doing. And they're not getting paid for it. These corporations obviously they're getting money and I mean they're getting billions of dollars, but the people that work for them are just they're getting the short end of the stick and it's like you know what screw this I'm out mass walkouts 
That's becoming a more common thing now. You gotta think, like, man, you gotta care about your your employees. If you don't care about one thing in life, and yeah, granted, business only cares about the client, but you gotta care about the middle person too, though. If you don't, you're gonna see more and more of these these walkouts, and, and right now with everything being so short, people being so short fused, that's people just walking out I'm like, yo, I'm done. And I gotta be honest, I did this well before all this stuff happened. Well, before I got into the Navy, I, I, I was like, you know what? I called. And I was like, I'm not coming in. They wanted me to come in earlier. I was already coming in pretty early. Like 6.30, 6 o'clock in the morning early. They wanted me to come in earlier for stock or whatever the hell. I, I, can't, I can't even rem- remember what it was, but this place I worked for, the store and um, they wanted me to come in early I was like you know what I'm not feeling it <laughs> I literally said uh, I called them I was like I'm not coming in it's my last day like, I'm quitting basically I was like, I'm quitting no, I'm not coming in I quit first time I ever did anything like that in my life and it felt so good But I knew that I was going to be able to cover. I knew I was going to be able to make money. It wasn't like I just quit and didn't have a plan. I had a, had a plan. I just basically walked away from the fuck, fucking 9 to 5 job that that was. And did my other more because I knew I could make more money up until the point I got into the military. I knew that. So it's kind of like full circle. It's like, damn, you know, I got more options. I can do the same thing and make three times as much. Freaking wild. Oh, if you learn anything in life about yourself is learn that what you're capable of when things get tough, when things get tight, when things get challenging, when you are tested to the max that's that's a make or break moment for a lot of people and then they will realize because I can't tell you when where or what is going to happen like what you're going to do I know what I did I can't even say what I would do in the future but since I'm in the middle of it right now I know exactly what I would do and in some way shape or form I have figured out how to best hustle for myself how to make up the money even when finding a job right now it seems or finding a job that I want or wanted seems impossible because maybe there isn't a job that I actually want now that I really think about it that's gotta be it there's got to be that, that that program, the application that's running in the background. And my head's like, I don't really want to do this. I would rather... I would rather... I desire to do, what I, do whatever the hell I want, even in my photography for that matter. And so I'm developing that aspect of my business where it's like, I'm not at the whim of the client. I'm at the whim of myself. Because my client is more than one person it's a network it's a group it's it's a fan base essentially that would essentially become the new my you know my new client is whoever is in my fan base and likes what I want but I still get to dictate with my creativity not just like oh well I gotta do this which I don't mind but because it's still my work it's still my work it's just at the direction of somebody else it's fine I've done it before but still at the end of the day it's it's my work it's my creativity 
most shoots that I've done in the past, it's it's still under my creative direction. It's not like they had creative control because they don't. I actually put that in a contract. I have creative control over it. That's the best part about it. Because <laughs> in a sense, I can still do whatever the hell I want. I mean, I don't want to make them you know, look like they're not them but in the, in the photos, but I'm just saying. That's the whole point of the hustle. Just being able to get to a point where you can do it the hell you want. You can spend time spend more time with your family your friends go traveling that's what I want to do that's what I'm looking forward to and so I gotta make this work not just even like maintain or survive but to just be able to buy your time because time is money and the more of it you can buy the more time you have to do whatever you want so I hope you got something out of this and please like subscribe and follow and I will catch you in the next episode of the H word. Cheers everyone. Be safe. Take care. Take it light. Guys, I always forget, but please like and subscribe. And if you like this content, don't hesitate to support me. I'm looking to add a coffee soon and get that up and running as well as you can also support me on here uh, at anchor slash Spotify. Thank you very much. And I'll check you out in the next one. Cheers, everybody.